0: The Love Boat I don't know the words uh, but as a kid The Love Boat was my show and the reason I'm singing The Love Boat is because next month the Beach Boys cruise starts and it's going to be a doozy so if you're thinking of a tropical music festival at sea if you need some vitamin D from the sun there's still Kevin's available great lineup including my friend Maggie Rose The Beach Boys themselves, John Stamos and yours truly will be broadcasting from the show. Until then, let us have some j rod concerts to podcast, shan't we? And we are thrilled to have back one of our favorite guests, great friend of the show, first time back since September of 2021, I want to say. Stephanie Quayle, ladies and gentlemen, Country Music Darling Trailblazer. Everybody loves Stephanie, and that's because she's awesome. And she just released uh, quite a spectacular album. Definitely, I think, her most personal, maybe her best yet, called On The Edge. She talks very openly about a lot of issues in her life and her path to redemption. And we break it down here in this interview. But yes, we love Stephanie. Of course, she's played the Grand Old Opry, I want to say like 11 times, if I'm not wrong. It's definitely more than 10, I think 11 She's been, you know, Kelly Clarkson show, Ellen DeGeneres, being featured on Rolling Stone, you know, CMT, Next Woman of Country, yada, yada. She's shared the stage with Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt. She's awesome. She's awesome. We could spend 10 minutes talking about how awesome she is, but we love Stephanie. And also the uh, new album actually just released a short film, 10-minute film uh, directed by our Nashville uh, pal, Rachel Deeb. Um, It's on YouTube. Really wonderful companion to the album. So check that out. On the Edge by Stephanie Quayle and On the Edge short film. So we welcome you to the show. Welcome new listeners. Feel free to uh, check us out at jrodconcertsmedia.com. We got a spancy newsletter there that you will enjoy. Five new songs every week. Check it out. Let's get on with it. Stephanie Quayle back on J-Rod Concerts. The podcast. There she is.
1: Hi.
0: Stephanie Quayle. Look at you. Hello. One of the coolest and most interesting and most talented artists here in Nashville and in North America. So gracious to be back on the show, Stephanie. How are you? What's going on? Good. First time since 2021. Can you believe it?
1: That's crazy.
0: I know. I know. And you look better than ever. Like. Tell us, like, how you're doing it.
1: I am wearing my Taylor Swift red lipstick today.
0: Unbelievable.
1: I am in the most interesting time of my career. It's new territory, which I think as artists. If we're not evolving, we get stagnant. We get boring. Can't ever have that happen. So uh, this is, I'm I'm stretched. I'm getting, yeah. like, if I was made of, um, well, Play-Doh or stretchy, you know, like clay, I'm just like, you know, I'm right. like... So,
0: Which of your three part planetary planets are you coming to us from? Montana, North Carolina, or Nashville, Stephanie? Montana.
1: I'm here in Montana. I'm working on a project right now up here that keeps me here for a few more weeks. And it's uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it was snowing today. You know, I'm seeing the elk and then it's just, and I'm here with you. It's very cool.
0: Well, I appreciate that, Stephanie, and... You know, it's like the year of Stephanie Quayle, or the past eight months of of Stephanie Quayle. I gotta tell my audience. I mean, there's the album, On the Edge, that came out late last year, and the short film of the same name that just got released, that I watched. And you know what? You know what I was thinking, Stephanie? There are certain people... And I don't know why. You may not even know why. Why are some people better at adversity? Like, what I mean is, why does adversity knock some people down? Maybe, like, forever. Some other people, like yourself, in the darkest of days, you have, like, a resilience. You actually thrive off that pain. Why is that, Stephanie?
1: Gosh, that is a... Well, I can't speak for anyone but myself. I would say my faith and my family. Mm -hmm. I think that's what has kept me alive, <laughs> to be honest, uh, over the course of my life. You know, growing up in Montana, we, we had a lot of really tough days, you know, growing up on a farm and, you know, family dynamics with divorces and all that stuff. And I think I was just kind of born with that. I want everyone to be happy and I want to find a way to make things right if they're wrong. And I think I've always been that way, but I think the couple of things that I've really honed in on uh, is even completely by myself, if that's all I have, at the end of the day, I'll be okay. And I think when we can get to that point where some of those, you know, thoughts that we might have had, you know, when you're young and you're like scrappy and you're like just just trying so hard. I think that's a big change. It's like, you know, you just stop trying hmm. and you just do the best you can do. And resiliency, man, I just, I don't know. I just refuse. I refuse to give up. Yeah. And, uh, and it's more because it's just my heart's desire. I think that if music wasn't a must, if I didn't feel that my purpose was on purpose, I'm sure I would have left the music business years ago, but when someone hears a song that I had anything to do with, if it was just singing it or if it was creating it and it moves someone, their heart, their mind, what they're going through, that's, I mean, that's like untouchable, right? Yeah. And that's wow. a big part of what keeps me going there's a
0: couple like beautiful things to unpack here like when you were younger and like you said there were divorces in your family you grew up with these beautiful stepbrothers step-siblings stepsisters this gigantic clan what were some artists some songs that you know like kept you going when you were struggling like little stuff to just rattled your brain the way your music is causing
1: others i mean the judds were mm-hmm. a big my mom played the judds a lot Uh, it was like the Judds and Joni Mitchell, you know, it was like country music. And then these super singer songwriters, uh, gosh, little stuff. I mean, Willie Nelson, you name it. Uh, a lot of songwriters that my dad got me into were more of the, like America and Fleetwood Mac and gosh, I mean, there's just, there's, it's an endless amount of music, but Reba, I mean, talk about. Reba and Trisha, I'm trying to think if there was a specific song. I, I really think of uh, you know, uh Grandpa, tell me about the good old days, you know, the Jud yeah. song. That, I mean sure, that, sure, sure. Grandpa, tell me about the thing. Oh my god. That was, I mean, yeah. it's just like yeah. oh. so uh yeah, but no, everything was inspiring, you know. And uh now as I'm older, I get to go and really Learn the artists and their stories and talk about resiliency. When you think of like Loretta Lynn, you know, you think of her, she had such a lightness about her, and her music was so deep and so intense. When you break down the lyric, right? Yeah. The melody would be like, you know, you ain't woman in love. Dig my man when you like you're like oh that's a you know but when you hear and really think about and sink your teeth into the lyrics it's like yeah big big conversations big conversations can happen in three chords and the truth
0: and you did such a great job with the cmt remembrance to loretta last year you were phenomenal by the way you're one of the people that that you did such a great job speaking about what she meant to music you did a killer job so it sounds like music is part of what gets you through, you know, resilience, and the other one is love. Being surrounded by, you know, you have a wonderful father, you found love with a great guy that you you found, that you found love with a great guy right now. Be accurate that it seems like love, you've always surrounded yourself with love, and you've always put love at the center of your life, yeah?
1: I think that love and acceptance are so intertwined. And I Mm -hmm. think when we love ourselves and accept ourselves, that's when we can really love others. And yes, I grew up with... Tremendous love. That's beautiful. You know, from my family. And when I met my husband, David, you know, I was in such a different headspace. I didn't think I'd ever get married. I was sure you I never thought, love You love never love. thought you would love
0: again, right?
1: No, I was like, exactly. I was like, ah.
0: When you were, I think, in your late 20s, you were in this really committed relationship, great boyfriend, probably going to get married, and he tragically passed in a plane accident. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a little more to that story that was really something that I've never been able to talk about publicly until this album on the edge. He, when he died in the plane crash, I was raising his daughter with him and she was 12 at the time and he crashed on a Wednesday and Sunday, which was five days later, we had a public memorial service for him. And that's when I learned that I wasn't the only woman. So, grief switched to betrayal very quickly. And I avoided grief and lived in that just heartbreak and how, how could I miss this? And how did this happen to me? All the mm-hmm. house, right? But in that hurt and anger, it's a lot easier to just kind of just bite your way through it, you know, just versus like actually deal with the heart of the matter, which is, you know, much more traumatic than I realized at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I kind of put that away and I put it aside because I was protecting a young girl and no, like that was her father. And I'm protective of this young woman that I, essentially looked at as like my, my little girl. And so it wasn't till April of 21 where she said she was going to paint her way through her healing. And that really gave me permission and the courage to go, I'm going to borrow some courage from you. I'm going to do it too through my music. And I never thought that these songs would be public. I just knew I had to get it out of me. I think that when we make space for stuff that we've been holding on to, it frees our soul, right? It frees our mind. It it creates space for other things. And so I'm just kind of in this new land of, okay, now it's been 14 years as of January 28th. And I've been able to truly forgive him, which is, you know, a big statement. And also forgive myself because I carried a lot of shame. A lot of, how did I miss this? You know, people people would be very quick to judge me uh, when they would hear this story, which also then kind of makes you go, I don't want to tell anyone. And uh, so it's been a really special time of not only self-discovery, but to your, to your uh, earlier mention of love, just the power of love. And when, you know, when we can truly love ourselves, I think that's when we can truly give love. And my husband is so incredibly patient and so supportive you know, he's been right here with me in the trenches going, you have to do this because had you not gone through this, we would never have met. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to share that story forward. So it can be a positive message, even in, you know, a very dark time.
0: That's right. It, and, you know, as I'm talking to you, Steph, and past couple of days in research, this is the most important work you've done because, yeah. you know, you have an, you know, you have an amazing voice, you're an amazing lyricist, all that you check all those boxes, but this this album, On The Edge, Steph, this is, this is like a timeless piece of art. This is something that 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: gonna have an impact on people. This is like goes deeper. This goes to the core values. This goes to, to, to like resilience, which seems to be the theme of this chat and, and just, making you know light doesn't happen to you it happens for you even in the darkest of times this is a very powerful art form that you made oh that
1: that means so much that that was your takeaway and i hope i hope you are very right uh about where it where it takes people and helps them through their healing you know the last song on the album only good will come of this those were the words the first words out of my mom's mouth when she got to my side after that plane crash and I just remember her looking at me with such such confirmation and such an absolute like only good will come of this and I'm thinking to myself how can you how can you be so sure I mean this is and that was right after the crash and it, you know we didn't even know any, all the details, all the details right yeah and she just she just, you know, moms can just say things that only moms can say.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just like, man, she just, you know, is, is so right. And that's, that song is such a blessing because I think it's, it's a reminder for us all in those difficult times and in those dark times that if we kind of surround it with, okay, I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know what, if I'm, I'm supposed to learn something or, if you know, whatever this is only good will come of this. And I think when we do that, it puts our mindset in a state of like, no, only good is going to come of this.
0: Amazing. Amazing. You're amazing. And I I could talk to you for 17 hours. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pick my questions here. We're going to have to, we're going to have to skim over the short movie, but did you have fun making the short movie? It's on YouTube. Oh
1: my gosh. Oh yes. It's so much. First of all, I mean, clearly I love to be dramatic. So you, I was, was gonna funny. say,
0: like, you have you thought about being on camera more? Like, you know, maybe some dramatic roles.
1: I mean, you know? it would be fun to get to to do that, that as well. I think you know, if it was a western, then sign me up. I'd be all all about it. I, it was really fun to create this project because, you know, I think it's such a big story that without like a full documentary or a full you know feature film, how do we truncate it and make it something that people can go. Oh, that's what's going yeah. on here, and put all the pieces together.
0: It's perfect. I mean, this short attention span—like, you know—you get the theme of the album, and then, and then you want to go listen to the album. So it's, yeah. it's like the perfect thing, Steph. Steph, okay. I think you're gonna play a song for us, but let me ask you about Switzerland because oh, yeah. I find this part fascinating of the Stephanie Quayle
1: love story, which <laughs> is still
0: developing. Yeah, it's yeah, sure. and we're still in part one of five, so stay tuned.
1: Love it. Um, love it.
0: But Steph. Uh, you know, when you were younger, you you went to Switzerland. You lived there for kind of a year, and you know, among your many adventures there, was you you opened that group there, and you did you barely even spoke French. Just walk yes. like this crazy time. It seems like you had a blast, and you know, just oh, you about it.
1: it was completely magical and ridiculous. I mean, what are the chances that a kid from Montana ends up in Freiburg, Switzerland, on a school exchange for a year? And ends up in a Swiss French band as the lead singer. It was just like, you can't make this up, you know? But it must it's have been a huge hit. I mean, I think it was more because I was American than, you know, <laughs> being good because I listened back to some of that stuff and I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? What was I writing? What was I? Doing? Thinking. And uh, now it was so special, you know, and to come back with the language. Mm. I think languages are, you know, such a beautiful way of communicating and music is the ultimate language. So, you know, now when I, as I learn other languages, I was like, oh man, I wonder if one day I could sing in French and, you know, dabble. Have you been back? I have been back. I got to go to my, uh, the, the town of Freeburg and I got to see some old friends and just amazing. kind of walk the cobblestone streets again and it just it took me right back I mean 16 years old no social media you know it was such right. a different time so really all I had was my memory to capture the moments and of course my little my little camera
0: amazing yeah. amazing stuff. oh my god well you are the best always the best. like to talk to you uh, I don't know if you want to take us away with a song We'd be oh honored. yeah yes.
1: okay so I love this song because it's a little cheeky. And when we were writing the album here in Montana, I'm like looking at where we wrote the song right now. Uh, we wanted, as we were writing, like, okay, we need some upper or downer or uppers. Like everything can't be in the heavies, you know? Mm. And that's what I love about country music is sometimes your head will be bopping and then you'll be like, oh, wait, what did she just say? Or Yeah, then you're just say? crying you're to like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> dang, you know, that's, ooh. That's a lot. So this one, uh, this one is one of those, and uh, it also has some funny words in it and uh, connotations that people can take away on their own because they're all intelligent people. And uh, you know, growing up in Montana, the fact that we say trout and Yellowstone, meaning the river, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> fantastic See so this this is called charmed um,
2: i was closing up the shop when those blue eyes showed up should have kept my head down and turned off all the lights that night but i'm a sucker for a real good story and boy did he have one for me i was hook line and sinker like a trout in the yellow stone didn't know he was charming like a Cheshire cat polyester cowboy hat slick like oil smooth talking like that and an outfit fake diamond rings like they're free drinks just to pretend and he's an l.a king he'll keep you in the dark yeah, even the best of hearts get charmed. I wish that I could say that was the end, but four years together almost did me in. Warning signs, red flags flying right in front of my eyes. Let him slide. So let me tell you girls that a guy wants to fly you around the world. It's too good to be true. Therein lies the truth. But let me remind you. If he's charming like a cat, polyester cowboy hat, slick like oil, smooth talking like that. And an outfit, diamond rings, like their free drinks. Just to pretend he's an ill king he'll keep you in the dark. Yeah, even the best of hearts get on. There's a really great solo here. Imagine it. If your friends don't like a man, your daddy don't like him, there's probably a reason why you shouldn't like him. If he's charming like a chisha cat Polyester cow with hat Sliggle like oil Smooth talking like that And an outfit down diamond rings not their free drinks Just to pretend and he's an L.A. king He'll keep you in the dark Yeah, even the best of hearts Yeah, he'll keep you in the dark Yeah, even the best of hearts Get charmed
0: Chills of chills. Oh,
1: my goodness. It was fun you, to play that song.
0: You are, that is an amazing song. And thank you so much for playing it. I'll show you. Oh, you're the best. You're the business, Stephanie. You.
1: you know what? We need to talk every day. I think I said this to you the last time because you always just are so uplifting. No, you know, next so time you're in Nashville,
0: we are moving everything. I don't care if the ghost of Elvis and <laughs> Prince are playing at 30 Thurn- we minutes to- We're moving it. We're going to thank see you. Stephanie Quell.
1: We got to so. hang out.
2: It'd be Absolutely.
1: awesome. Steph. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.